You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. When I listen to my heart, I can hear you whisper, asking me lovingly to come and follow you. Here I am. Did I hear you call my name? Here I am as you Good morning. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart. I am the coordinator for Religious Vocations Ministries, Office for Religious in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I also am the coordinator for the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association. This show is Dare to Love. And uh, Dare to Love uh, tries to feature and put a spotlight on different consecrated men and women, as well as those who have a passion for vocation ministry and discernment. Today, our guest is Sister Dina Bato. And uh, good morning, Sister Dina. Good morning, Sister Lavina. How are you? I am doing great. You know, it was just yesterday that we've been dealing with like more wintry type thing, but you know, March is here, springtime, you know, is here. And, you know, it's Lenten season. And so, you know, I, I really welcome it. I just feel like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm going to say, oh, I wish the cold weather was back in the summer. But right now I'm going to enjoy spring. How about you? I totally agree with you. I love this season because it gives me an opportunity to spend some time in reflection um, and to ask myself, how can I grow to become more like Christ and who Christ has created me to be? Um, life has life sometimes gets lifey. And so it's I'm grateful for these seasons that just really remind us to just kind of pause, you know, and and learn to just be and to listen um, to the spirits, to the spirits calling, to the spirits promptings, and to not push but be led. By the Spirit. That is so true. And Sister Dina, so uh, you're a sister of Providence. You're also in Chicago. And also you're, uh, well, I mean, not so new, but I guess I would still consider you new uh, as the new director of membership for the NRVC, which is the National Religious Vocation Association. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But now I just mm -hmm. just want to meet you. Who are you? Tell okay. us about you, you know, your community, vocation story, anything you can you can tell us. We're eager to hear about you. Oh, okay. Well, as Sister Lavina said, my name is Sister Dina Bato. I'm a sister of Providence of St. Mary of the Woods. My uh, community was founded by St. Mother Theodore Guerin in 1840. And um, she start, she was originally from France and she has an indomitable reliance on the providence of God, indomitable trust in the providence of God. And so like, before I entered religious life, um, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I am a Navy brat. My dad, um, my dad was in the military for about 20 years, but overall spent a good 48 years working with the military. Um, so 
Um, and I graduated from Virginia Tech in 1999 with an accounting degree. So, um, but but yeah, throughout throughout my life, I had always wondered, like, you know what, what God, what is it that you're calling me to, to do or more so to be? But the questions didn't really actually start until I was in college. Um, I remember... I remember being part of a, a non-denominational group in college. And honestly, truthfully, I was about to leave the Catholic Church, but something within me was saying, no, you're gonna stay. You have to stay. There's something out there for you that you are that you are called to do. Uh when I was um I do believe it was in my senior year of college, I was part of um I had a class that was in management and we had to compile a vision statement and a mission statement for ourselves. Never before had I actually really thought about it. And um, so I spent some time in prayer and I, we had to think like 60 years, 60 years into the future. Granted, I was 20. So what do I want to have had accomplished by, by the time I was 80? <laughs> and so I- That's quite a lifetime, sorry. Say that again. I'm sorry. That's quite a lifetime. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, yeah I know, right? that, that's very interesting. <laughs> so when you're 80, you're imagining your life. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm imagining my life, and something. I know my teacher says, "Think big." So, so I was thinking, okay, let's think big. Um, Nobel Prize for Literature, Nobel Peace Prize, all of that stuff. I mean, for some reason, it was like I love to write, and. Um, and also, I loved I loved to read, and I, and I always had this notion of like, there's got to be more to life than just, you know, the Almighty Book. So, um, so pretty much, like, I also thought that I couldn't see myself, you know, settled down, married, you know, um, even though it was something that I had to seriously discern. But really, when I was twenty, I was like, yeah, can I see myself married? I don't know. But I was thinking, like, the people that I, in, the lives that I impact, those are my children. Granted, I'm 20 years old. I had no idea what was going to happen, whether or not any of the stuff's going to come to fruition. I mean, even thought about pursuing a master's degree in biology or something like that. And I was, I was in a business school. Um, so the mission statement that came up and that I still have in my possession. 25 years later, was to break new ground in the Christian mission. Wow. That has never stopped, you know, but I didn't necessarily know where that was going to take me. So after graduating from college, I did some work in, um, in a county. I worked for a franchising company for Taco Bell, uh, which was my first job. And again, you know, the thought of like, there's got to be something more to life. And, and the almighty buck. Now, I'm not trying to downgrade or degrade any any sort of like profession, um, but for some reason, it, uh, for me, there had to be there was something more. Mm-hmm. So, um, it sounds like um, sure. yeah, just just uh, one minute because I think it's important for young people, especially, and not just young people, but people who have who are discerning. This is one point mm-hmm. I, I I heard you say. There's got to be something more, and that it's not necessarily mm-hmm. that you're not happy with what you had, right, Sister Dina? But yeah. something more. Yeah. So there was a restlessness in your heart. You didn't know what else. 
Okay, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I just had to kind of like stop there and say, okay, pay attention here, folks, because that's very important. Okay, so so get the uh, so to um, have the long story short, then what happened? Then so so I ended up landing an opportunity. Not so much landing an opportunity, but I got an opportunity to. Um, Spent a year of prayer and service at a Catholic church in Newport News, Virginia. How I actually got there, that's that's a that's a that's an interesting story. I was walking around, quote unquote, aimlessly at the local mall, and all of a sudden certain aspirations started coming up. I mean, youth ministry, music ministry, social ministry started coming up, and I was just like, wow, I have no idea where this is gonna go. How I'm gonna do this. Um, so I'm heading home and then something says, turn into your parish parking lot. And this is a parish in, in Virginia Beach. So I ended up talking with this, with the um with the parish secretary. And I shared with her my aspirations. She gives me a, a flyer for this this program called the Life Community in Newport News, Virginia, where young adults want to spend a year of their lives in prayer and service at a church, with the church. So this is in Newport News, Virginia at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. And the house that we lived in was actually on the church property. So I was like, the house was in between a parish school and a Dominican convent. And so so at most there were like three of us in this house. And so we all each discerned, and we never, we never met each other up until this point, but we just had this, we had this mission of just wanting to spend some time in discernment of like, God, where are you calling me? You know, what is it that you want me to do? Um, so I got involved in youth ministry, social ministry, and music ministry amongst uh, other things. I mean, my, my hands pretty much like were dabbled into practically every aspect of, of, of church life. And so, so I got to know a lot of people at the parish and they, and many times, independent of each other, they would ask my housemates and I if we ever thought of becoming Catholic nuns, <laughs> you know, or, or Catholic sisters. And my my housemates were like, it's not in the cards for me. And I was like, I never thought about it before in my life. And the thought would just never leave. So people ask you. Which is you. very interesting because we like pretty much lived like Catholic sisters. I mean, we <laughs> spent time in prayer, uh -huh. in community, and in ministry. And basically like trying to live out that mission of like, you know, discerning wow. like, what is God calling us to. Yeah. Um, we we prayed together, we um we recreated together. I was like, my gosh, why don't we just become Catholic nuns? Um <laughs> So, but how how so did you uh, how how did you meet the? I mean, your your community is in Indiana, Virginia yeah. Beach, Indiana. How 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 did that happen? Well, actually, a sister of Providence, Sister Carolyn Bouchard, um, accepted a position as the director of healing ministries over at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church in Virginia and, Beach. Um, and and so so it was very interesting because she was there for like a good um six years okay so i was actually at newport is virginia for about seven years so one year in that as a full-time volunteer but then six years later for the next six years like you know, still heavily involved in church but i was working for a fight as a financial analyst for a public transportation organization so you know that nudge 
that question of like, you know, should, do you think you could be, uh, ever thought about becoming a Catholic sister? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I visited a, a, um, a mother house like in 2002, and I was like, I was so ready to say, yes, sign me up. And they're like, Dina, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, you need a spiritual director. I mean, granted, I had I had priests as spiritual directors, mm-hmm. but then somebody says, you need a Catholic sister who's a spiritual director. So mm. someone said, Sister Carol's a spiritual director, and she's a sister, so maybe we can talk with her. So I asked her to take me on as a director. She goes, yeah, that would be great. So we started our director directory relationship, I do believe in 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much I just needed, I needed someone to just kind of listen to me, you know, because I honestly felt like up until this point, I, I was like being talked at and given recommendations with, of like what to do with my life. But then I'm like, is there someone who's willing to listen? You know, without judgment, without, you know, telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Yeah. So um, she just listened. And then as I was talking, she must have seen something. She must have seen something. Because mm-hmm. she two years later, she goes, would you like to visit St. Mary of the Woods? Ah. It's witness the final profession of a sister of Providence. I said, sure. Granted, we're in New Providence, Virginia. And St. Mary of the Woods, Indiana is in St. Mary of the Woods, Indiana. So yeah, it's right. The <laughs> 14, 14-hour drive. Which is nothing new to me because, I mean, growing up, I would, my family would drive to Chicago all the time without in one failed swoop. Sister Carolyn and I, we, it was like a marathon because, yeah. and it was, we spent we seven hours on the road, spent the night over in Louisville, and then I got to know more of her story, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, someone's for real. Well, this really, it's, it's yeah, like she, yeah, because that, that's so exciting, yeah. Um, yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah, I, I just wanted so. to, to kind of like give you uh, in, in, in a few moments where we're going to take a break. But when we come back and uh, uh, folks listen to this story, because this is where, you know, discerners usually find out until you get there. You won't know where home is, you know, and the heart mm-hmm. finds it. And so we'll be back. Uh, continue a little bit with your vocation story and then your current ministry and the exciting world of NRBC. We'll be back. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County 
and 847-782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. Folks, you probably know that on March 13th, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the election of Pope Francis as the Bishop of Rome. Ever since his election, he has asked- Catholic Charities, Family self And so we are joining in an effort, asking Catholics on March 13th to say 10 Hail Marys for him. You can learn more about this and register your name at archchicago.org. I encourage all of you to participate in this support of the Holy Father as he celebrates a decade of service to the people of God. Charity's founding mission. For more than 100 years, we have met people and families where they are, serving anyone in need, regardless of their faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. As our world absorbs the economic, political, and social aftershocks of the pandemic, 50% or more of the 6 million people living in Cook and Lake counties have little or no savings. They are a paycheck away from zero. We are deeply grateful to everyone in the Catholic Charities community who partners with us to alleviate the suffering of the people we serve and offer them a better path forward. We are witnessing a message of mercy and hope to a world very much in need. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Good morning again. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. This is Dare to Love show, and today my guest is Sister Dina Bato. We were talking about her vocation story. Sister Dina is a sister of Providence of St. Mary of the Woods in Indiana, as she's uh, coming from Virginia Beach, and and then she traveled uh, last. Uh, she was uh, she ended up with her vocation story traveling all those what. 14 hours to Indiana to um, witness a, um, a profession of vows. And so what happened, Sister Dina? Well, when we got to the, um, when Sister Caroline and I got to St. Mary of the Woods, um, it was the first time I, I met other sisters of Providence. And, but not so much meeting sisters first, but I saw the I saw the buildings, I saw the landscape, I saw the grounds, and it was just absolutely beautiful. The first building that I saw was Lafare Hall, which is the dormitory for, for St. Mary of the Woods College, which is on, on um, St. Mary of the Woods property. And so I was like, wow, that building's phenomenal. I was just really floored. But then when I got to see the sisters, like very real, you know, it's like you can tell they really love each other. They really care about each other. And um, and so I got a chance to know the vocation director who was Sister Jenny Howard at the time. And, um, but yeah, I thought it was just really, really awesome. What was beautiful about the liturgy was music is really, um, music is very, very important uh, to the Sisters of Providence. And it's it's very near and dear to my heart. I mean, I've, I've been playing the piano. I took, eight years of formal lessons 
um, of piano and was in praise bands for like youth groups, praise band when I was in college. I do like, um, and I dabble with the guitar. So it's like, I just absolutely love music. Um, so when I saw that they were like, there are pianos everywhere. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so just that, that ceremony was beautiful. And it was very much alive for me, uh, very much alive. And um, so after that, I started to develop, after that, that time at St. Mary of the Woods, I got to spend, you know, connect more with the vocation director. And she invited me to a come and see um, in 2006. And it just happens to be the weekend of my birthday. So I was like, oh, wow. Um, and, and I was, and it was just like, you know, we got a chance to see, you know, Mother Theodore's, um, Mother Theodore's like casket, because I think she was on the verge of being canonized that year. And so I got a chance to meet other discerners and other women in, um, in initial formation, which I just totally loved um, because I was like, I don't know too many young nuns. I didn't know too many young nuns at the time. And so I was just broke moseying right along and I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't not pay attention to this. In fact, around this time, I was involved in young adult ministry um, in the in the Newport News area. And we would do faith sharing and every Tuesday night and we really had that sense of community, which I really, really hungry for. But um but I was just like, that's what I'm that's what I want. But then this can't last very long what I was getting involved, what I was involved in because it's like here you know, people who are married, who are who are single, who are like, you know, they're not, they don't feel called to a religious life. But whenever I talk with them, they're like, geez, Dina, we're surprised you haven't applied yet. You know, uh, there was another guy that um that discerned priesthood. And so he actually asked me to be one of his references. And one day he says, he said to me, we were talking at Our Lady of El Carmel uh, parking lot. And he's, I was like, yeah, if ever we become a sister, he goes, and he stops me right there. He goes, Dina, what is this if? It's when. And I was like, okay. So so I go to a Cummins weekend in 2006. I come to a discernment weekend in 2006 as well. So spring as well as fall. But then, but then spring of 2007, I really felt this inkling of, it's like, yeah, I want to, I feel something to apply. Because um, also I think during one of those times, during one of the stretches, I think it was in the, in the fall of 2006, there was a big picture of Mother Theodore from, that was at Rome, in Rome. And at her, and this is around her interim shrine, and this was in, in, the, in the church of, of the Immaculate Conception at the, at the mother house. I'm sitting there by myself and I'm looking at her picture and anywhere you can go into the church, she's, it's as if she's looking right at you. I'm sitting there in silence and all of a sudden I feel this notion of like, she's speaking to me, my daughter, you're home. And I was like, where did that come from? That's it. That's and that, I, that message yeah. that you're home. Yeah. That, did, did you know it then? Message. Yeah. Did you know it then? Right then? No, but. Not at that point, but what was interesting was like we went to an off off site. This this and this was in two thousand seven. It was April thirteenth to fifteenth, two thousand seven. We're at a um, we're at a ministry site visit with um, in 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 West Terre Haute, I do believe. 
And so here's Sister Jenny saying, you know, after the site, you want to meet me in my office? And, mm -hmm. you know, we could talk. I was like, yeah, sure. So we go back to the, to the mother house. We drive down the same road where it's like when I first drove, when we first drove through the woods in, in 2005. And I saw the fair hall again. And I was like, I started to cry. I started to cry because I was like, oh my gosh. So, and I'm crying in the vocation director's office. And she goes, Dean, I think it's time for the application. I was like, you know, it's very interesting because I was just about to ask you. And so what's very interesting is like, so I go home. So I had the application. It takes me a year to take took it takes a year to finish. And I'm here just thinking, like, should I should I do this? Should I really do this? I say April 13th to the 15th because day after I came home, it was a Virginia Tech tragedy. I was like, someone's invading my home. I was there for four years. Mm. And um, and so I, I had this notion of like, do this, because you might not necessarily get another chance. The parishioner of, of Our Lady of Mount Carmel lost a cousin of hers in that tragedy. I, I've walked into Norris Hall. I've walked into West Amber Johnston. And I was just like, this is so surreal. So wow. I, so that's I was really like, profound. I had to do something. Yeah. yeah. So I had yeah. to do something. I mean, I have another chance, but it's very interesting because it takes a year for, for, for this thing to, for you to conclude the, yeah. the application. So um, let me just interrupt you. Um, we have two minutes before we end the show. Um, mm -hmm. This is such a, an interesting story, but if you would like to send a message to everyone, and especially to those who are going through discernment, um, and then probably the, at the end of it, if you would like to um, do like a, a short blessing, um, and especially, you know, if, if there's anything that you want to know, pe to let people know about NRVC, um, this is your chance. So in, in uh, a minute and a half, what is it that okay. is your message? I would say be open, be teachable, pay attention to how God is, has worked in your life. You know, it's like, and there are signs. The question is, what's going on in here? What's going on in your heart? Pay attention to that. Pay attention to your body and everything about you, because uh, that'll help you in your discernment. And you know, I I like I'm just so in awe of vocation ministers who journey with others in this, in their in their desire to learn what it is that God is calling them to. So you know, please pray for vocation ministers. I mean, we've got. We've got opportunities for vocation ministers to network with each other and learn, learn professional, grow in their professional development. You know, all of our programming you can find on nrvc.net. And um, so there's opportunities for, for people who want to discern vocations, um, get in touch with vocation ministers. And vocation ministers is like, you're not alone. We are hungering for you. We're, people are hungering to tap into your wisdom for you to journey with them because the harvest is plentiful, but the, but the laborers are few. And so I pray that the Lord grant us, grant us laborers in this harvest because this, it's ripe 
with people who are hungry to find their, what it is that they're being called to. There's also a vision vocation network. So discerners, check that out. There's a wealth of, of information out there as well. So vision vocation network. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to like share all of this. I mean, I had this list of things that I wanted to say, but I'm going back to don't push, be led. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for that beautiful story. And um, let's continue to pray for one another. Blessings to all who are discerning. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just be open. And um, uh, again, once again, we would like to just uh, thank you, uh, Sister Dina. Uh, thank you for that beautiful vocation story and for the wisdom that you have shared with us. God bless everybody. Thank you. Tomorrow brings Give me the grace to love And to be faithful To be more